Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the John Kincaid Show. The only place I root for bad guys is on television soap operas. I root for the bad characters. I enjoy the bad characters. The bad characters are far more interesting to me. In real life... I've encountered enough bad characters in my life that I root for the good guys. I aspire to be a good guy, and I root for the good guys. Here's John Kincaid. I uh, believe I am one of the good guys. Most days. <laughs> Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. If you want to see your loan options, adjust payments, closing costs, online, real time, Rocket can. They do it all. Check out my friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. John Kincaid show on CBS Sports Radio. The day after Independence Day. People have uh, hopefully piped down with the fireworks. Here, a lot of people were complaining about fireworks this morning as I got up. Seeing people complaining about it. There you go. Now, you felt like you were living in a war zone last night, Anthony, right? You were not, you were not too happy. Yeah, and I love fireworks, but even after a while, I was like, damn, I mean, it's still going on. I'm trying to watch uh, TV and keep on having to pump up the volume on the television. Unbelievable. Uh, Buck Martinez, by the way, joins us this hour. Anthony, I do not believe I've spoken to Buck since I moved to CBS Sports Radio. Uh, I don't believe that is true. I'm pretty really? sure. I have to You're go sure? back and look at my text messages, but I'm I pretty know. sure at some point he's been on with you. I love Buck. Great guy. And maybe because of the fact that I've been almost 20 years working on a daily basis with Buck Baloo. So I'm partial to guys named Buck. And I'm partial. I know that they're winners. And Buck Martinez will join us talking Major League Baseball, current Blue Jays broadcaster about the return of Major League Baseball coming up during the show today. I have a question for Anthony. So um, we find out Braves will visit the Mets to start the season on Friday, the 24th of, of uh, July. Can't there, wait. Okay, there are 10 games. You're playing 10 games versus your divisional opponents. So the four teams in the division. So your Mets. They're going to play the Braves five times. They're going to play the Nationals five times. They're going to play the, uh, the, the Marlins five times and the Phillies five times. Okay, at home, and then they'll play five on the road. Why are the – it appears the from what the schedule leaks are, the Braves will play three at the Mets, and then they'll go play another series. Why would they make the Braves go twice to New York? Just get it over with in the one shot. If, if teams in their divisions are playing five games against – they're playing ten games against each other, five at home, five on the road, why would you make them travel twice – 
if your hair is on fire about fears of COVID-19? Why would you not play a five-game series? Why would you make these teams travel like that? Why would you make why why would you make the Braves go twice to New York to play the Mets? Oh, and by the way, you play the you, when the when the Braves go to New York to play the Mets, they then go right across town. I think you'd play so you'd play four games against the American League East teams, right? So the because it, you have the five American League East teams that you have to face. So I don't know so, how they're dividing all the games up. Well, I think that's how it is. I mean, I obviously, you know, you're going to play 40 games within your division, and then and the then you're going to play 20 against, yeah. against the American League East. Yes, which I believe is five teams, right? Or is it six? No, there's five teams. Okay, five teams. So you play each of them four times. This is how the schedule would work out. So the Braves should go from playing five games against the Mets. The next two games they play should be against the Yankees. Play a seven-game road trip which is a normal activity at any time in a baseball season, and then go home and play seven games. And then if you want to give them one of their days off there, then when they go to Boston, have them go to Boston, have them go to, have them go to Philadelphia for five, and have them go to Boston for two. That's another seven-game road trip. Or have them go to Toronto for two, and then they come home and they do it. Why would you make them go twice to New York, twice to Philly, twice to the Nationals? It makes no sense. Makes no sense. But that's baseball. Uh, Let me get started here. Did you watch Hamilton, Anthony? Did you watch Hamilton the other night? No, I did not. So you did not. I feel like I'm in the minority on this one. I feel like everybody on social media was saying how uh, they were going to be tuning in. Yes. Since Um, they couldn't uh, afford a ticket to go see it in person on Broadway, they were going to take advantage and watch it on Disney+. Plus. I mean, it's, um, it is, um, to me, it is pretty crazy. I am very, um, I'm very surprised. I am very, very surprised at the story that was told in Hamilton. Because, yep, look, I, okay, my daughter has played this soundtrack so many times, I feel like I'm going to break into song sometimes or rap. Uh, I, I'm, what I'm going to say to you is this. I, I really can't. I was a little surprised that Alexander Hamilton was depicted the way he was. Now, I am a, I am a fan of Broadway, as you know, because of my daughter. And so I was exposed to life, uh, to that. And before my daughter, I had never seen a Broadway show. I have seen a ton of Broadway shows now. Um, what I do know about Alexander Hamilton, and it doesn't really take hard a hard time to know, is that uh, Alexander Hamilton was absolutely complicit in the slave trade. And he was not somebody who was brave standing out against slavery and speaking out against slavery. Uh, there is no there, there there is no history to that. And to me, I'm I'm trying to figure out. And it was and, and it, what I'd really like everybody to do is take the time. There is a woman that I really wish we could have on the show sometime to talk about it because. I went down the rabbit hole of reading some of her writings. And she is a historian. 
She is a law professor at Harvard, and her name is Annette Gordon-Reed. Annette Gordon-Reed, hyphen. Uh, What I would suggest to you is this lady is not only knows her stuff, but explains it in a way that doesn't get wonky. Like it's not too deep. It's not so deep that like she's trying to tell you how smart she is. She's a historian. She has all the facts on her side and everything, but she is most certainly not making it like, let me write this so I can tell you how smart I am. She's, she, she's an amazing writer, amazing writer. Uh, but it's interesting. And it says she writes, and she is, by the way, an African-American woman. Uh, and she writes that as a historian, a Broadway show is not a documentary. Artists have the right to create. But historians have the right to critique. And by the way, they should. The Hamilton, in an era where we are now seeing people want to tear down statues, and by the way, like in Minnesota, or tearing it down, or defacing statues like in Philadelphia in my hometown, defacing statues of people who fought for slaves' rights. And they're trying to tear down statues and tear it apart. Hamilton? We're celebrating Alexander Hamilton? He was not he, he, he was not an abolitionist. Under any sense of the word, he was never an abolitionist. He was involved in the slave trade, and, and she has written a beautiful paper on it. Dr. Gordon Reed has written a beautiful paper on it. And I'm quoting her. He was not a champion of the little guy, like the show portrayed. He was an elitist. He wanted to have a president for life. He wasn't an abolitionist. He bought and sold slaves for his in-laws. And opposing slavery was never at the forefront of his agenda. And in the musical, only Jefferson is depicted as a slaveholder. But in fact... Madison owned slaves, too. So did George Washington and others. So in an era where we are trying, where we have people that are trying to cleanse history by tearing down statues of founding fathers, people want, people want uh, Mount Rushmore changed. They want it d- destroyed. Let's take it down. Let's, let's clean up that part of our history. And in the same day, And then in the same exact day, we're celebrating a musical like Hamilton, which, by the way, is very talented. If you're just going for entertainment value, fantastic. I think it's creative. I think it's interesting. I think it's new, different, not new and different anymore. Huge hit. But on one hand, it's cancel culture of people that lived 220, 230, 250 years ago. It's cancel culture about there because they were slave owners. And I see some of the same people on social media that have been talking about that. Got to tear down that statue. Got to do this. And they're saying, can't wait to sit down and watch Hamilton. I guess people slept through history class. I guess people slept through history class because there is nothing. Hamilton is highly entertaining, highly entertaining and highly creative and different. And then it scared me when I read that American, we have American school districts that use Hamilton to teach history. 
when in fact, take the time to read Annette Gordon-Reed's piece and analysis from Harvard. By the way, an African-American woman that clearly states this isn't history. This is a this is a crazy. This is like, well, we don't like that part. We don't want to tell that part of the story. So we're going to tell this part of the story. But leaving out a lot of really, really important stuff. Can't do it, especially in an era now where we're talking about things like the Redskins name and everything like that. Or we want this guy uh, no longer to be celebrated. We can't just can't just make a uh, make a decision. Can't, Can't pick and choose. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS, sponsored by GEICO. Did you know right now GEICO's offering an extra 15% on car, motorcycle, and RV policies? That's on top of what GEICO could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Visit GEICO.com to learn more. If we're going to have discussions about the Redskins name and things like that, and guess what? These are important discussions to have. But at least with me, I demand that they be factual. I demand that they be, that we're not just picking and choosing If we're appalled by A, you can't choose to not be appalled by the exact same action by someone else. And a sanitized version of history, whether it's a musical, whether it's whatever, I think it's dangerous, dangerous, that's a dangerous, dangerous precedent. So the NFLPA wants no preseason games. They vote and they want a no preseason games. In a conference call the other day. So the NFL owners want to have two. The NFL PA wants to have none. Okay? That's fine with me. I absolutely, if that's what the NFL PA thinks they need to get ready for the season, I'm cool with that. Because they know a hell of a lot more than I do about what they need to get ready for a season. But, This is going to affect, again, this should affect the salary cap and revenues. So that decision is going to affect the ability for the players to make money and what they will be compensated on going forward. And as long as the players embrace that and the owners just aren't expected to eat it, like the Major League Baseball players just wanted the ownership to eat it, they wanted them to... Just, well, look at the owners have so much money. I heard that from so many. I heard that from a million callers, emailers, whatever. Yeah, well, the owners are rich. These guys are billionaires. They're billionaires. They, they, they should be able to uh, suck it up here. These players are the ones going out. I would get the players are going out risking their lives. Yeah, risking their lives. You know who's risking their lives? The people we talked to earlier. First responders. People who've been working the entire pandemic. People have been sheltering in place in mansions with people delivering them their food, stocking their shelves. But man, it's the NFLPA doesn't want to play. That is their that's their right for the preseason. If they say we only want to play for because you see what happens is it's full price. Again, they want to be paid their full price. What's on their contract? Again, that's good. But remember, there's going to be a price to pay. Carlos Medina, front office, Lowe's, joined us on the show around a month ago to give you the scary details. Every time the NFL doesn't play a game, every time the NFL doesn't have a normal activity, every time NFL doesn't have fans in the stands, revenues go down. You know what that affects? Future salary caps. 
You know what that means? Your team having to cut your favorite player that they can no longer afford to pay. Oh, no, no, no. They can't do that. That wouldn't be fair. Don't give me fair. There's a working, there is a working agreement on how players are paid. How they're paid. And it's going to be revenue sharing. So, anything that the Players Association does in the NFL to make less games, to let the owners have less revenue, because of the partnership, because of revenue sharing, because of the salary cap, it's all going to come back in their laps. And in future years, it's going to come back on you when your team has to cut your favorite player because they can't afford to pay them because of the salary cap hit that they're going to take in future years. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS if you want to get in with us here on the John Kincaid Show. The Patriots, they're just smarter than we are. Flat out. Except that one Sunday when Nick Foles called the Philly special and it was just awesome and I loved it. It's John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. Kincaid, and this is his show on CBS Sports Radio. Here's John Kincaid. I appreciate you being a part of the show. Tell your family, tell your friends. Spend as much time with the show as you can. If your local show checks out for local programming, and by the way, don't be mad at your local stations if they do that. These are great stations who carry the show. We love all of them. I wish they stayed for the whole show, but uh, they got to make money, and sometimes they do. Uh, you can listen on the Radio.com app for free. You can go to SiriusXM206, listen all you want. And by the way, the Radio.com app allows you to rewind, so you can go back and listen to what you missed maybe when you were sleeping in. And then next week, you get your butt out of bed and you listen to the show. Just kidding. Just kidding. Hopefully I'm having a great day today. Anthony, what did you have for... Uh, Fourth of July dinner. By the way, future owner of the Mets right here. Oh, you think so, eh? <laughs> you think so? <laughs> the future owner of the Mets. J-Lo. You think J-Lo's going to own the Mets? Well, she's going to need some help. Her and A-Rod need some help. So, Well, I hope the owner of the Sixers doesn't buy the Mets. Because if that is, that would be just sheer stupidity. Just sheer stupidity. Not to mention the, the continued belief that They've got a really good head coach. Um, what did you have for dinner for 4th of July? For dinner, I had two hot dogs and mm. a cheeseburger. Guess what? I had I had yesterday, yesterday between two meals, I had two brats and a cheeseburger. How about that? You and I both the same exact thing. Just a regular hot dog, not a brat? Just a regular old hot dog no, with uh, mustard and a lot of sauerkraut. I'm a brown, big so you're a big sauerkraut, sauerkraut guy. guy. Love brown, sauerkraut. Brown or yellow mustard. I had yellow mustard yesterday. I'm not opposed to the brown, but I, I had brown yellow mustard. yesterday. I love brown. I, mustard. I love mustard. I also put mustard on my cheeseburger. 
Oh, you do? Yeah. Yes. A little, that's not bad. Put it in a little mix there. No, I love it. I'm not a big fan of ketchup. I ketchup, just like I, I like ketchup. But a little dash of ketchup is fine to me. Yeah, a little but it's bit. So sweet, but it's so sweet. Like it just. I guess I don't drink soda. I don't drink soda. I, I don't, don't drink. Either. I don't drink sweet iced tea. No, not anymore. So, so I guess I just look like when I taste ketchup, and believe me, it tastes great. But it just tastes sweet to me. It's a sweet taste. So, um, by the way, gotta see if uh, gotta see if one of my buddies up is up in Vegas. Because I'm trying to figure out where we leave. We go to Vegas in two weeks, and I'm hoping we'll go to Vegas in two weeks. So wait, you still haven't decided whether or not you're going? No, we're going, but I just don't want uh, anything to mess up. Look, in, it's 2020, dude. There could be an asteroid or something. I mean, honestly, the way stuff goes. But uh, I, I want to know if I'm allowed to sit in the sports book. Is anybody in Vegas that's listening? And if my buddy Scott is up getting ready for his Raiders show, out there on our Vegas affiliate, maybe he will uh, even call in at 855-212-4CBS. I know I have to wear a mask indoors, but I'm wondering, can I sit in the sports book and have a cocktail and watch games or watch something, even though there's not going to be much on? There's not going to be much on. In Atlantic so, City, uh, you only could, you only could just sit down and you could play the uh, you know you could gamble. Play the games, right? No drinking, no eating. You can't even have Wait a minute. you can't Wait a even have water on the floor. What? No. Why? Why? That's uh, the rules of the Atlantic uh, City. Okay, casinos. can I ask? So, so New Jersey. By, by the way, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, setting the rules. The, 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 we're talking about the the states that handled everything the worst. <laughs> I I don't maybe I don't trust them to get this right. That they that they, they, that they're getting the right rule. You can't have a drink at a casino. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Tony in Kingsport, Tennessee joins us. Tony, where's Kingsport? Um, uh, Kingsport is up in the northeast corner, uh, Kingsport, Bristol, Johnson City. Oh, okay. So it's near the Tri-Cities. So Tri-Cities yeah, Airport Tri-Cities. area. Okay. Yes, oh, I, I have yeah. been. I have been. Very nice place. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, Thanks for taking my call, John. I appreciate it so much. Uh, Glad to have you on. Um. I uh, I understand the uh, what's going on as far as uh, uh, racial injustice, and of course that's been going on a long time, and things have to change, and I think things are changing. Um, uh, one of the things that I'm not sure about, I, I said I'm, I'm I understand the issue, I just not I don't know that I'm smart enough to figure out how to correct it. Uh, let's okay. put it that way. Uh, but. Uh, I think revising or rewriting history and that kind of thing is not really the answer because uh, what is that old saying? Uh, I can't remember who coined the phrase, but it says, if you forget your history, you're bound to repeat it. And uh, you need to uh, learn from them. You know, where real change, social issues are going to change is in the living room where you tell your kids, this is wrong. Um, Don't, don't treat someone this way simply because the color of their skin or uh, they look differently than you. You know, and until we, and and until, uh, and I love your Tony and I appreciate it. I got to run. I love your message of personal responsibility because uh, my pastor talked about this yesterday. Monsignor Dillon talked about this at mass yesterday. If we fix our house, 
And then our house reflects well on our circle of friends. And we actually work on being better people and everything within our house and then within our circle of friends. And then everybody that our circle of friends then interacts with, things get a little better. He was saying then you actually affect change in the city of Atlanta where we live. You actually affect change. But it starts with incremental change. It starts with small change. And you can small change that every one of us can control. I like your message. Carl in Chicago joins us. Carl, what's going on, brother? Good morning, John. I have to tell you, I 100% realized this morning that you are my favorite morning jockey in America. I appreciate that, Carl. I, I'm really honored by that because you, you, you got some good ones in Chicago, too. So you got some guys uh, I really like there. I, I find myself listening to CBS more than my own local radio. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you yeah. so much. All right. Um, so it seems like to me what Nike and FedEx are doing, it kind of reminds me as if like they're at the final table of the WSOP and they're working together to try to bully out the Redskins with a huge raise. And what Snyder has to do right now is decide if Nike is bluffing with a 2-7 a deuce trying to sneak out a <laughs> or if, if or if he actually has the pocket kings. And after six times the race, it's just Nike, it's FedEx, and it's the, and it's the Redskins. And right now, he's sitting there tapping the table, and Steiner's like, do I call, do I fold, do I call, do I fold? He's going to fold. He's going to fold. Okay, all right, all right. Um, I think he's going to fold. I think he's going to fold. Well, duly noted. Now, here's a question I have for you, my friend. If I walked into a room and I saw you punching my brother in his face, and we both know that he doesn't really deserve it, and I told you to stop punching him in the face because I thought it was wrong, and I explained to you why I thought it was wrong, and after a little bit of convincing, you agreed, and you said, you're right, this is wrong, I will stop punching your brother in the face. And after I rejoice and I celebrate because I stood up for myself and I got what I wanted and I leave the room, you start kicking him in the sack. Ah. Now, now, you did what I wanted. You stopped punching him in the face, but you just kind of switched. You're still hurting my brother. My whole goal should have been to get him out of the room in the first first place. Carl, how big's your brother? My brother is, oh, my, like, size, oh, he's yeah. 6'1", 215. Okay, not I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not messing with your brother, Carl, I promise, and I'm not kicking him in the sack. No, appreciate no, no. your call. Right. I appreciate your call, buddy. <laughs> Had a little fun at the end. All right, one more. David in Norwood, Massachusetts. David, where is Norwood? Uh, south, uh, southwest of Boston by 20 miles. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, between, between Boston and Gillette Stadium. Okay, fantastic. I know exactly where that is then. I just always, yeah. I love hearing when people tell us where they're from. I love hearing where you're from. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for asking. So, uh, so is this a uh, right-wing Trump station? No, it's not at all. Okay. So why, why are you comparing the risk that the players are going to take with the frontline health workers? I'm not we comparing it. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. You're, yes, you're spinning. Yes, you you're did. spinning. Wait, no, you're spinning the tail. Frontline health workers I did, but I also, clearly, if you listened, I compared it to your Amazon delivery guy. I compared it to the person who works at your local supermarket. I compared it to the person that delivers your food to your house while you shelter in place. It's okay. not just the okay. frontline workers. And you know what? None of them are in as safe an environment as Major League Baseball players will be. None of them no, well, you will were, be tested every about, day like about, that. Well, I, I, I tuned in when you were talking about football players. 
Oh no, we were talking about we were talking about it with we were talking about it with baseball players too earlier. None of okay, them, well, they, stick, none of well, them will be. To, let's stick to football players, okay? They are most at risk. They are going to be in huddles in close proximity with lots of sweat on each other, lots of breathing on each other, uh, lots of possible of, of uh, possible spread. Absolutely, lots of, much and, more than baseball. Much more and, than baseball. Yeah, exactly. And also, um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, shoot, I lost my train. It's all right. One uh, thing I'd ask, because I, I, I got to run because I'm at the bottom of the hour. I got to get a sport. But I'm going to ask you to do one favor. Stop with the crap when you disagree with someone in 2020. Well, is this a right-wing Trump station? As we said before, if you do a little bit of research on me, you would know that that was an asinine comment. So stop with that. Can you show people a little more respect? Because that's completely ignorant. My social media is an open book. My belief system is an open book. And it's a little bit, it's very, very easy to go back just to 2016 and realize what I think. So stop doing that to people. Don't be jerks. Don't be jerks in 2020. I disagree with this guy. Well, then he must support the candidate that I don't like. If you took two seconds to actually listen and understand people, you may realize maybe the person I'm listening to doesn't support either candidate. Maybe they don't like either candidate. Maybe they don't like anything that's offered. Everything doesn't have to be political just because the opinion might offend you. Let's toughen up a little bit. Can we? Toughen up. Peace up. A-Town. He loves being right. We just wish he was more often. Now back to the J.K. Show on CBS Sports Radio. I rolled into Truist Park this morning here at Battery Atlanta, where the studios of 6A The Fan are, parked right staring at the Bobby Cox statue, and I was blasting this. Windows down, 4.50 in the morning. I was blasting this. Nobody around, so I can do these kind of things. Appreciate you being a part of the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio, and I uh, hope you're having a great day after Independence Day. Uh, I used to love getting to chat with this guy back in my days at ESPN Radio when this show was on the ESPN Radio Network, or I'd be filling in for Colin Cowherd or uh, Mike Tirico or Dan Patrick. Loved talking to Buck Martinez former Major League Baseball catcher, current Toronto Blue Jays broadcaster, and he joins us now on the J.K. Show. Buck, it's good to hear from you again. How are you doing, buddy? John, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing really well. And, Buck, i got to tell you, I'm dying for baseball. I mean, just, there's, you know, we've been talking for so many months about sports being back, and I swear I can smell it. I I, I can (laughs) smell it. We're, We're 19 days away, I guess, right now from what should be opening day, how do you feel about the restart of baseball and the plan? Well, you know what? First of all, I got to say, you brought back great memories talking about Bobby Cox. I was fortunate to play for him in Toronto, of course, before he left and went to Atlanta. But uh, he's a he's a great he's a great man, great man. And I stare at and I stare at his statue when I park my car on Sunday yeah, mornings. No, I'm staring right at it. <laughs> But as far as the plan of baseball, unlike you and so many baseball fans, we're all very anxious to get the game back on the field. But, uh, you know, we're still a ways away from that. 
Uh, we got to get these players through uh, spring training, summer camp, if you will, healthy. And, uh, you know, each day we have another player make the announcement that he's not going to participate. David Price, the most recent. And, of course, you know, in Atlanta, Freddie Freeman said he, he's been uh, tested positive. And, uh, you know, players are going to get it. And it's just a matter of how disciplined each particular team is as to how healthy they can stay. And uh, the Toronto Blue Jays are in a unique situation because they have to cross the Canadian border, of course, and they hope to do that this evening, flying from uh, Tampa up to uh, Toronto. So hopefully everything will go well. They're working out today in Dunedin, and then they will travel north this afternoon. When you when you think of the the these stories and when you hear it, when one what was it one point uh, one point something percent two percent of uh, the three thousand some tests came up positive, and then you realize that the majority of the people who even tested positive were asymptomatic, does that make right. you does that make you feel pretty confident? Because this is what I guess every American workplace that has stayed open has been dealing with for months. Yes. Um- you know, what, what's really interesting is um, we have a, a group of athletes, all across the board, professional athletes that are uh, dramatically focused and uh, they're goal-oriented, their time schedules are terrific, and, and they're very disciplined in their preparation for each individual sport. And they have all been given the instructions and the protocol of how you stay healthy and I would hate to be that one guy that strays off campus and uh, brings the uh, virus into your clubhouse. So I think the the team's generally going to be pretty good about this. And I think uh, with the Blue Jays situation, they're going to be basically quarantined at Rogers Center. They're going to stay in the hotel inside the building. They'll never have occasion to leave. They're going to be uh, fed in the hotel. They're going to work out in the hotel, in the ballpark. And uh, they have four different clubhouses. So they certainly can... Uh, utilize social distancing in that regard. And they will work out yesterday. Ross Atkins talked about uh, a normal spring training day is three to four hours long, while these spring training days are going to be 12 hours long. They're going to have different shifts, different coaches, and, um, you know, they're just going to keep shifting in the players, keep it, the exposure at a minimum. So hopefully that will help um, avoid any kind of outbreak. Buck, does the 60-player pool – you think give an advantage to certain organizations around baseball that they're just deeper, they're just smarter. And I know a guy you know uh, very well, Alex Anthopoulos, running the Braves. He's got a locked and loaded minor league system. I wonder how these managers are going to use these players that they're going to have access to. In a 60-game season, do you just roll the dice with your best players from the major league level? Or do you try to get a look at some of your best prospects and get them in there, trying to make sure everybody's rested and up to speed? John, I think this has got a chance to be one of the most interesting seasons, if you will, that we've seen in a number of years because of just what you said. If you have a young player... Say he's a double-A, triple-A player, but he's marvelously skilled like Pache. Yes. And you bring him up to play center field for a few days, and, and, and he can win you a game or two. That's going to be very valuable. And, um, you know, this is going to be a sprint. I think we're going to see teams have a different type, a different style of play, trying to score first, trying to score as many runs as possible, hitting and running a little more aggressive. Remember, all of the teams have been off this lengthy period of time, and their defense isn't going to be as keen as it normally would be. 
So I would put pressure on the defense by running, using guys that can hit and run, you know, departure from the norm of baseball in the 2010s. Yes. I would go to a different style of baseball right out of the shoot, especially when you have young athletes like the Blue Jays and the Braves. Okay, tell me, would you do you think in a 60-game season with this kind of flexibility and these kind of demands, are you better off having the old school manager or the new school manager? <laughs> That's a great question. Well, you know, you, nobody's more old school than I am. But there are so <laughs> many great aspects of the analytical departments now that have really complemented old school. But like with Brian there in Atlanta, he's certainly old school, but he's Love had him. to uh, – open up his mind, and then utilize some of the information. And I think if you can blend those two, you have the best of both worlds. And obviously with Acuna and Albies and the speed they have and uh, Swanson, you can do a lot of things. You can catch – I think you can catch teams flat-footed. If you go back to play the 80s and 90s style baseball we saw in the major leagues at that time. I am so looking forward to baseball, and Bucky got me fired up for it. And when you do get to come to Truist Park, uh, I'm going to hunt you down. My studios are right next door, and I'm going to buy you an adult beverage. To thank that you would be time. terrific, John. You Thanks, have a Buck. Great day. Thanks Look for forward to seeing me. you soon. Take care, man. Blue Jays broadcaster Buck Martinez joining us here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. One of the, uh, I told Anthony beforehand, one of the kindest uh, people around the baseball game that uh, I ever encountered. There would be a, a triumvirate. If I, if you would, of people that I've met that it just always seem to have time for people, uh, Buck Martinez, one of them, Jason Stark, one of them, Tim Kirkchin, one of them, really awesome and uh, great, great guys over the years. I couldn't believe that Anthony showed up for work today with a Kanye for President T-shirt. Now, Anthony, we're trying to keep politics out of the workplace, but where'd you get the Kanye? That is not true. I am wearing an orange New York Mets T-shirt today. So you're not wearing Kanye for president T-shirt? No. <laughs> I asked. I asked, I immediately when I saw the news last night that Kanye announced that he's running for president. I immediately had to uh, contact Shaq and say, "Would you get to the bottom of this, please?" Before we tape the podcast this week, we've got to get to the bottom of this. I said, "Better yet, let's just get Kanye on." He's been on. He's been on the podcast before. I said we need to get Kanye on. We need it. He said now Kanye's running for president. I heard people speculating. Isn't it too late to run for president? No, no. Do you smell a rat, Anthony? In Kanye running for president? Do you smell Nothing. a rat? Do you smell have a theory? Something. Do you have any theory that maybe? I mean, because I've I've been thinking about it. I mean, could there be a reason that he wants to run, maybe pull votes away from one candidate? Interesting. This is an interesting story. Uh, It's one to watch. Can you imagine if they ever let Kanye be in on the debates? Can you, can you, did you see him on Celebrity Family Feud? I mean, seriously. Oh, you didn't see Kanye on Celebrity Family Feud? No, I did not. It was the West family versus the Kardashians. It was, you can Google it and see it. It was the West family. So it was Kanye, his relatives, and Kim versus the Kardashians. Chris Kardashian and her entire family. Chris, who has a stunning resemblance to my own bride, who I will be happily married to for 18 years. She's happy some days with me. Uh, but uh, 18, 18 years on Tuesday, our wedding anniversary. 
anniversary dinner tonight. But, yeah, um, that's one to watch. That's one to watch for. Here's one of the crazy stories of 2020. There we go. Uh, here's one for you. If you haven't seen it yet on Netflix, they've brought back a series. And I've got a little bit of a gripe with the way that they've brought it back. Unsolved Mysteries is back. It's back on Netflix. So they brought back a show that honestly kept me up at night. Just if I would ever watch this on the back in the day and I watched it at an odd hour, I taped it and watched it at an odd hour. Yes, actually put in a videotape and watched it. Just the music alone used to freak me out. And the voice of Robert Stack. Oh, Robert Stack was the best. But John, I, I went back you, on YouTube uh, a couple nights ago, late at night, and watched an old episode. I, did it freak I, you I got out? chills, yeah. Did it freak you out? Yes. yes. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. I'm From not 1989, ruining, yeah. I'm not ruining anything. for This is the part of the music that really got me. Right there. The. It's like, oh my gosh. Uh, I will tell you this. Netflix, you disappointed me a little bit in the reboot. I just watched the first episode. But Unsolved Mysteries used to give me three or four Unsolved Mysteries in one show. Not one story in one episode. I watched 48 Hours Mystery for that. That Aaron Moriarty, lover. Watch Dateline or watch 2020 for something like that. Unsolved Mysteries was quick. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, three or four different stories. I'm a little disappointed that it's like one story per episode. That's not Unsolved Mysteries. And by the way, Robert Stack can't be with us, but you need a narrator. You need somebody who tells the story. That was what was so great about it. Someone coming out of the fog in a trench coat, scaring the hell out of you. We got one hour to go. Hey, my Atlanta listeners are actually going to get to hear it, too. Join us. One hour to go on the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.